Pastor, Pastor White, and uh, we appreciate him so much. And thank you for good pastors and churches in the state of Florida. Tampa, and um, honestly, uh, Florida is choosing its dynamic quite a bit. Uh, not to discourage you, but we were just looking at some numbers as far as Florida uh, in the area of church planning and found out that Florida, as far as what they would call the sin state, it was number two in the nation. Uh, uh, this is, there's, uh, we are behind the back.
financial piece of it, uh, you know, uh, down here. No, it's not just the hotel price, it's the price that, you know, they have to place the stores. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, that's going to be amazing. So, but, uh, but I know it's an investment, but I hope you'll look at it that way. I, I would say this, in your life, there's some things that you've got that are really important to you. I remember, if you live in Florida, you know this conversation, uh, it was last that uh, there was a hurricane uh, that was coming up and they it was supposed to come in uh, through Tampa. And honestly, if Tampa ever gets a direct uh, hit on a hurricane, we will be in trouble. There's just no doubt about it. Just the way the Gulf is designed, uh, you know, everything. Just, I, I've looked at diagrams and it's a nice place to live, but once that, that Storm surge comes here, and, we'll be and so uh, we've got a home, and uh, our home is in South Tampa, and uh, less, less than a mile from the water. Uh, we're right space, and so uh, we were going inland, and uh, basically uh, we put, you know, just kind of a, as much as you can. You grab what you can, you stick it in the car, and uh, we praise the Lord that on that Sunday it came into Naples. And didn't come to Tampa. But I remember we got her in the car and um, you know, close in there, and he was grabbing pictures and you know, things like that, and we're just thinking, okay, we'll come back. You know, how we are, you know, if it comes in like they say, our bottom floor is going to be totally underwater, and, and we kind of do like those things. And then you have to get in the car, and I remember us having this conversation of what's the only you know, and basically what was in the car was the most important things we had. Other than that, everything else that was in the car was really important. And honestly, it was, you know, it was, it was, uh, you know, some mostly memories, photos, and you know, just I think we we thrown some things about two or three totes, put them in there, some luggage. And the rest of it was like, you know, what you take it, you take it. We had a word of prayer to God to just bless our home. Uh, but the most important thing that was in the car was what was in the car. And I want to tell you, marriage is vitally important. It's critical. We live for a lot of things that shouldn't be in the car, won't fit in the car. So this week, you know, when you think about this week, Uh, uh, to 
right after this. First uh, Peter chapter 3. Notice what you would in verse 7, which says this Likewise, you husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife, as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. And I want you to I want you to hold your place there, because we may we'll come back to that, and then I want you to turn with me to Ephesians chapter five. Ephesians chapter five. Notice this um, this area here in verse um, thirty-three. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she notice this word here reverence her husband. Then notice as you keep reading that word reverence there, you'll notice in chapter 6, children obey their parents in the Lord, for this is right. Then in verse 2, where it says this word again, honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with us. What I pray that you might help us today to just gather your word to help us to. Lord, we, uh, in our marriages, what do you think, Amy and I, we do not want to stay where we're at. Lord, we want to go forward. We want to be better. So, Lord, would you help us uh, in this hour to learn from your word to do uh, what we need to do. In Jesus' name we pray. I'm going to talk to you about this subject, uh, the power of honor. The power of of honor. It's interesting that the entire family is supposed to have honor one for another. The husband is to honor his wife, and with that, there was a there was a uh, rebuke that or a warning that your prayers be not hindered. You'll find in Ephesians that the wife was to give reverence uh, to her husband. Then you'll notice in chapter 6 there that children uh, were to honor their mother and their father. Both there were, were to be that, that idea of, of that. First um, Peter chapter 3 and verse 6. This is my wife's favorite verse. Um, it says, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. Not her favorite verse. <laughs> I joke sometimes and have suggested that ought to be her favorite verse in the Bible, but it's not made it there. Uh, but anyway, jokingly, I do want you to catch this though that children, wives, and husbands all are to have a system, a value system in their life where they are to, and let me use this word on purpose. I want you to li listen to me as I use this word as they give honor, as they give honor to one another in the household. And children will learn to honor their parents by the example that is set, 
by mom and dad. Uh, my son uh, will, will treat his wife and will treat women based on the example that he has that he has learned from in, in, in the relationship with Amy and I. Uh, my daughter Abigail, she will honor those that are in her life based upon uh, the upbringing and the example that is set uh, with her. And so it's important that we understand that honor must be the base of any institution. And if honor is in the base of that institution, it will last. If honor is removed from an institution, it will not last. Uh, do we have any military or former military in here? Can I tell you what our military is based upon? It's based upon honor. It's based upon honor. The very first thing that they are taught is they are taught that you give honor. Uh, when, when, when a person receives orders, they don't argue with it, they don't question it, they simply follow it because they have been programmed and taught to give honor. They see someone of rank and, and they'll have a certain position that they will go and a certain salute that they will take and, and a certain thing that they will do that, that will cause that to give it honor, even with our country. Can I tell you something? As long as there is a base of honor, something will continue. You know what's so dangerous with uh, uh, the treatment of the flag and the dishonoring of that, and, and even in parades and uh, when our veterans and soldiers, you know why it's so important that we give honor to that? Because it will only continue and last as long as it has proper honor established to it. Everybody follow me on this? I want to give you a couple of, of uh, statements here. Dr. John Gottman says this. He says, I can predict divorce. Listen to what he says. I can predict divorce with nearly 100% accuracy just by observing whether mates honor each other. Very powerful statement. Gary Smalley. I, I enjoy reading Gary Smalley. Just picked up a book last week. Uh, he said this, I have found that honor isn't merely important to marriage. Here's what he says. It's absolutely critical. Without honor, you cannot obtain intimacy or security in a relationship. Did you catch that? Without honor, you cannot obtain intimacy or security. You see, here, here's what happens when a man is involved in activity, he comes home and his wife feels that she's been dishonored, and then all of a sudden that, that intimacy and security is out the window. And notice notice what uh, Dr. Scott Stanley, I'll read this last one and then we'll move on. Dr. Scott Stanley says this, without honor between a married couple, no, listen to what he says, no amount of relational skills will work to keep them closely connected in love. No matter how many skills you've got, if you don't have honor, he says this, honor has got to be the center of the marriage. And I would agree with him. And I think that although that's their, their opinion and observation, I believe that that's a biblical principle that you and I need to cling to, that honor's got to be the center, the key to our marriage. God was, God was not making a suggestion when he says, husbands, you need to honor your wife. And it wasn't just a suggestion when he says, wives, you need to reverence your husband. 
And it wasn't just a, a, a kind of an idea that, well, you know, I think the home may work. I thought of something. Children, obey your parents. Well, no, let's, let's raise the bar. Not just obey your parents. Honor. I mean, understand that obedience and honor are two different things. You can obey without implementing honor in that. Sure enough. You've seen the example, you know, some kid take out the trash and while they got the trash and they're mumbling and grabbing it and stomping and slamming doors, did they obey? Yes. Honor? No. Not at all. So I want to give you a couple of thoughts this morning as we jump into this, this lesson. The first thing that I want us to understand about the power of honor is this. Honor is a value system. Honor is a value system. Honor basically means this. It means to give value unto another person. Another person. You ever been in that home? Maybe uh, you've got a three-year-old, four-year-old, 14-year-old. You're in grandma's house and it's loaded with antiques, little glassware all over the place. You walk in and you're like, <laughs> and they walk over and you know there's like this antique lamp and they bump in the table and you're like, oh, and like you know, you see some china and they're picking it up and they're gonna you know throw it. And you're like, no, 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 that that's that's an antique. It's it's pretty valuable, and grandma's over there. Yeah, that was given to me by by my grandpa, and we've had it for 200 years in our home. And all of a sudden, you know what she's doing? She's under she she's estimating a value on that piece. Where the three-year-old, listen to me when I say this, the three-year-old has no value of it, doesn't understand the value of it, therefore treats it. Cheaply. That makes sense? Yeah. Hey, here's a frisbee. Throw it, treat it, bend it, chew on it, any way you want to. It has no value. You can treat it that way. But don't treat that piece of crystal that way. You, you, you actually would take that and you would prize it. My wife has a uh, kind of a, a china cabinet area. And, and uh, those are dishes. She's got some dishes, honestly, handed down from her grandmother who's passed away. And they're, they're old. They're, they're, I, I, don't, I don't know what the value on it, but the value on it really is the fact that they came from her grandmother who's no longer. And they've got an in on it, which was her name, Nina. And, and so they're, they're just in a price. And so she has those in that cabinet. They're on display. Do you know how often we use those? Like, never. I mean, it's got to be like Thanksgiving. I mean, you know, it's not like, you know, hey, there's a football game on. Let me grab that crystal over there and use that. Oh, no, 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 no. And I guarantee you that there's a kid's table and they have certain cups and then there's the adult table and they, they might get to use it just because, listen to me, there is a value. It's something, now I want you to catch this. It is something that has been regarded with high value. And honor is where you take something and you place a value system on it. 
to see him or her as extremely important and of great worth, to place them, to elevate them in, in, in your personal value system. Now, that, that's very important to do. Can I say this to every husband in this room? Your words, we'll talk about this a little bit more, your words can cause your wife to feel priceless or your words can cause your wife to feel cheap. You have that power. Just have that power. You have that ability. And when you honor something, you lift it or exalt it and you give it a value system. When you dishonor it, by the way, just, just think about this. So they so the flag comes in and they start, you know, playing the uh, 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 our, our our song, you know, the Star Spangled Banner. What would we do? We'd all stand, we'd put our hand over our heart. Well, what what why would we do such an action? Because we're giving honor. Is that true? We're, we're giving honor. We're, we're, we're trying to put something with a value on it, to place it. And I want you to catch this, that honor is not just giving value to, uh, to another person. Listen to what I say when I say this. Honor is to give preference to others by attaching high value to them. So, so here's what I'm saying is this. Honor is where I put someone higher than myself. Take your Bible and turn with me, if you would, to the book of Philippians. Are you there? Everybody on your electronic phone? That's torch. All right, Philippians chapter 2. Notice what it says. If there be any consolation in Christ, any comfort of love, any fellowship of, of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercy fulfill ye in my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, one, uh, uh, same love, being of one accord, of one mind, let nothing be done through strife or vain glory. Watch this. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other, what's the next three words? Better than themselves. Better than themselves. Let, me, let, me just, let me just show you something about honor. So here's honor. Honor is this. Uh, we're about to go inside the hotel, and uh, Amy, come up here if you would real quick. Come with this be my example. So we're going in, we're going into the door of the place, and I just kind of go in. That's not small. But watch this. Watch this. Watch this. I just want to get a small picture. What I just did? What I just did? I gave on. We're in the elevator. Door opens. What I just did? What I did? Let me, let me, let's, let's, let's break it down. What I just did is I put her higher than me. What honoring is? I honor, which you catch this? 
I honor whatever I prefer above. Anything that's below me, I'm really honoring. Children, honor. You know what that means? They're to put mom and dad above them. Most of our children put mom and dad underneath them. I can't stand my parents. Ooh, we should talk about that. Your father is so lazy. I can't believe he did this again. How many times have I told your dad that whenever he leaves, he needs to do blah, 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 blah. Although those things may be true, and although there might be some help, that's his option. You got word reverence to put a value on. Does everybody get that? So if you'll capture this one thought in your mind, I think it'll be worth the trip. That honor is whatever you put of yourself, above yourself, and dishonor is whatever you put below yourself. Am I catching that picture? The powerful picture. Powerful picture. Powerful picture. Uh, where, where, where are you going to sit? Well, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to have look that seat. James talks about the choice seat, doesn't he? Where are you going to be used to it? You said, you know what I'm doing. I'm honoring. I'm, I'm trying to, to do that. And in, in, in your life, just think about this. Think about where you put yourself and where you put those things that you honor. Isn't it interesting? You know, when my wife calls me, I always try to take that. I always, I, you know, no matter where I'm at, I'll be, excuse me just for a second, it's my wife. Whether it's an emergency or not, I, 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 I want to just make sure that she always knows that I honor her. And I, I want to encourage you that you understand what honor is. Anything I honor, I place it higher than myself. This is emotionally, this is physically, this is mentally, uh, where I place people in a certain range uh, in my life. My, my dad comes to my house. When he comes to my house, I'll tell you this, and I want him to be first in line. I want my mom to be first in line. I want to honor them. Uh, we'll have the head at the table, and I'll... I'll sit my dad at one end of the table, and, and if, if he's over at her house, I'll always ask him to pray. You know what I'm just trying to do? I'm trying as much as I can to give him honor, because that's what I, I want him to feel, that value. Have you ever been to a place where you felt like uh, you weren't wanted? You ever felt in a place that uh, that you were dishonored? I mean, there, there wasn't any sign there. You know what's sad is when you feel that way in your marriage, and all of a sudden you find the one spouse will will just kind of always put themselves ahead and put themselves ahead and put themselves ahead and their needs are ahead. And you know what's happening? There's a value system of what's important. There's a value system being created and that person is being degraded or turned down. So we understand that my value system is very important and that what I place above me is what I that what I'm uh, honoring when I esteem that better than than themselves. Isn't it interesting that Christ, when he came here, have you ever thought about how low Christ became so that we might be made rich, is what Corinthians says, that we might be made rich through the grace of God? You know what God did? God honored us. 
That's an amazing thought that right. God will put my salvation and, and that God will put my soul in such a high value that he would pay such a price for me to be saved. He, in many ways, honored me. What a thought that is. Number two, let me just say this. Not only is honor a value system, number two, I want you to catch this. Your honor should reflect God's value for your mates. It should reflect. All right, so let's talk about this just for a second. Children, obey your parents. What's the next three words? In the Lord. For this is right. There's not just a there's not just a value system that's there, but I want to reflect God's value system in our home and in our life. Um, why should they obey their parents? This is right. Uh, why should they honor their father and their mother? Because this is a commandment with promise. Uh, why why should a wife reverence her husband? Well, the Bible tells us because uh, she's a picture of the church and she's a, a reflection of, of, of to a lost and dying world of the relationship of Christ and his church. And, and what a picture it is when Christ is reverenced by his church. How many agree with me that the church ought to be reverencing God? Yeah. Well, what does that mean? It means this, is that when you come into the church, you would almost think that, that we worship God. You'd come into church and you think God's pretty important here. You, you'd come in here and you would find that our joy is, is, is singing about him and serving him and exalting him. And, and uh, you would think that, that God's a pretty big deal when you come into our church. And you might think, well, man, it almost seems like Christ is uh, like the head of this place. Well, he is. You think, well, you know, y'all get excited about being around the presence of Christ as much? Yes. And then, then you think about this. Well, why is reflect that same relationship in your home. Go with me if you went back to 1 Peter, if you still have your passage, your, your finger there in 1 Peter chapter 3. I want to back up and I want to just show you something that's very important. Say, Brother Nance, um, want me to, and I'm going to get ahead of myself, but you, you want me to reverence my husband? Why? He doesn't deserve it. You want me to reverence my wife? Honor my wife? She, she, she treats me terrible. Nagging, fussing, complaining all the time. You want me to reverence her? Hey, what I want to do is knock her out. Can I help you with something? Notice what it says here in verse 7. Likewise, you husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge. Notice that phrase, according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the what? Weaker vessel. And as being heirs together of the grace of life. Your honor should reflect, listen to me when I say this, not your value system of your wife, but God's value system of your wife and of your husband. See, I, 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 uh, 
I want my children to look at my wife and their mother, and I want them, listen to me, to see what God sees. The world may miss it. The world may miss it. I've often said this to our teenagers, and maybe they come, and their, their dad's a drunk, and their mom's in jail, or their mom's living a life that's embarrassing, or, 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 or some type of thing, and I've often said this, hey, listen, did you realize you didn't pick your, your mom and dad? I know, but if I would have, no, 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 God did. No matter how they act, they're still a creation of God. And they're still your father. Yeah, so what am I supposed to do? So you're still supposed to put them ahead of yourself. They don't they don't deserve it. God didn't say that we're to treat them a certain way because they deserve it. We're to treat them that way because it's right. Everybody with me on this? And I, and I want to challenge you with this, that in your honor system, you need to implement God's view on that spouse. We need to understand that uh, each person is unique in their gifts and in their personalities. And you need to discover that and you need to honor that. You need to tell your spouse how great they are. Instead of instead of living in a selfish world and whenever you don't get your needs met, uh, barking and, and, and uh, labeling and cutting, but maybe you need to look at your wife and see or look at your husband and see the uniqueness. God didn't make a mistake when he created them. He didn't make a mistake with their personality. He didn't make a mistake with their gifts. As a matter of fact, God created them. And if I remember correctly, I think God said that his creation was pretty good. He labeled it good. And if God labeled it good, I'd be, I'd be a little timid to relabel what God has labeled and call it trash, nasty, and ugly. But I'm telling you, the conversation that goes on in a home Honor is totally wiped out, and then we wonder why so many homes end up in divorce. They fail to see what God saw. They fail to place that honor there. It's recognizing that God has placed this person in my life. God's placed somebody special, unique, gifted, talented, lovely in your life. And when you, listen to me, when you recognize that, and when you cherish that, and when you put it above yourself, that's when you're honoring. Is everybody getting the picture of this? Children honoring their parents. This honor is based on the knowledge that God has given them, uh, this life and this home and with these people. And it's a powerful thing powerful thing when we honor and reflect God's value in our life. Let me say this number three. Honor is not only reflecting God's value for your mate. Honor is a belief system. Feelings follow belief. Hitler said this. Pretty effective. That if you say anything loud enough and long enough, they will believe it is true. Think about that. 
He said Jews were an enigma upon the human race, and he said it long enough and loud enough so they were able to kill quite a several million. Why, why would people treat people in such a hostile way? Because he said it loud enough and long enough. Think just for a second. What's the message? That's the loudest message? What's the longest message in your house? Because that's the message everybody's believing. I remember a dad saying this one time to me. He was joking. I pastored in West Virginia and he had a couple of kids and he, he said this as his girls were walking by. He said, that's the cute one. He says, that's the chubby one. She's going to struggle in life. She's not, she's, she's not very smart. She's, she's my chubby girl. I, and I just stopped him just for a second. I said, whoa. He said, can I help you? I said, careful how you talk about your girls. That, that, that will be stained on their brain for the rest of their lives. And they'll forever think of themselves the way that their dad does. You agree with that statement. Better be careful what you say loud and long. Because somebody, somebody might believe it is true, even if it's nothing more than a lie. So what do you see for this? What are you trying to get to? Can I tell you the news media has done a pretty good job of degrading the flag? It's become pretty popular, hasn't it? Uh I was reading an article the other day where a guy had a, a flag. He's been carrying it for years. He's a soccer fan. I maybe mean, saw this, and it's a it's the uh, first flag of Betsy Ross. And they told him that he could no longer have that flag inside the soccer arena. That this was this was a hurtful image. And he, he said, "I've been coming to soccer games for 20 years. Bring the flag with me to every single game." Uh, you know, but you say something, you say something loud enough and long enough before you know it. It can become viewed as true, even if it's not the truth. And so, be careful of your belief system. Feelings, feelings follow belief. Uh, children are not taught to honor because they feel like it. Does that make sense? Honor your father and mother whenever, it, whenever you feel like it. Here's one. Honor them whenever they deserve it. Honor is not a treat. I, I want you to catch this. Honoring your spouse is not a treat or a reward. If you treat honor in your home like a treat or a reward, then you don't understand honor. Does that make sense? Some soldier comes up to a two-star general. He just walks by. I'll say he's like, sir, I think you're supposed to salute an officer. I don't feel like it. I don't, I don't really like you. I mean, understand it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Come back tomorrow, and if I think you're being a better general, I'll salute you. You know, I don't like the way you're running this base. I just think we ought to have more downtime. <laughs> it's not how it works, is it? You don't honor somebody. I want you to catch this. I want you to catch this because I'm telling you that in our, even in our Christian homes, that we've taken honor and kind of turned it upside on its head. Everybody getting this this afternoon? 
Honor is not a reward. Honor is not a trophy. Honor is not something you do because they earn it or because it's something you do because it is right by God's authority. So, so for every husband, your wife needs to be up here. Let me help you with this. And she needs to remain up here. Well, she just scratched my new She needs to stay right up here. She, she, she didn't cook the meal. She needs to stay right up here. Because honor is not a reward. It is a foundation of our home. It's a foundation of our biblical principles. Everybody catching this? And children, you honor mom and dad. I don't like my mom and dad. Doesn't matter. They don't deserve it. Doesn't matter. You honor because it's right. Because this is the way God has set it up. Is everybody following this? And so a lot of times in our home, honor, and I know this is a marriage retreat. So for the hands, I didn't think this was going to be like a military uh, enforcement uh, afternoon. It's not, but I'm just going to tell you something. You'll be amazed how your home will function if you really make honor a foundation. He says here that you're to honor your wife as the weaker vessel. Number one, just think about this. That's how God created her. You honor her. She's weaker than me. You honor her. You insult her. Not because she can, she can win in an arm wrestling race. You honor her because of that. I often, I often use this idea. You know, guys, I used the idea of a frisbee just a little bit ago. But but you know you think about this. If I was a, if I was to take a frisbee, the truth is is I can take a frisbee in this room and I can bounce it off the walls and I can slam it on the tables and it, it would be totally fine. And, and and I could I could use a frisbee and, and get it all dirty and, and and you know throw it out there and let the dog bite on it. Play tug of war with the dog and and then that frisbee's pretty tough. It's made that way. Then I take a piece of fine china. Can I tell you something? I can't treat the china the same way. I can't throw it in this room and bounce it off here and throw it out there and let fight over and get it and play tug of war. If I treat it that way, it's going to be broken in a million pieces. But yet, although one's a frisbee and one's a china, a piece of piece of fine china, the truth is, is God's saying, you recognize that I created her to be fine china and you treat her a certain way. You treat her with knowledge. You exalt her. No, 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 no. This is not something you throw out there with a the dog. This is something that you, you protect. This is something you cherish. This is something you honor. And if you honor it, it lasts. You stop honoring it. You take it for granted. You step on it. The day that you break the greatest thing that you have in your life. I tell you that honor is where we value something, and dishonor is where we broke it. So I challenge you that it's a part of our belief system. Soldiers do not salute the ones they like. It's a, it's a, it's a part of their belief system. And I want to challenge you on just this, this one thought that I read in a book. It's called confirmation bias, which means that you only see the evidence that supports your belief. You know, many times we, we honor things and we look at things and we look at things and we gather evidence of what, what, what is our basis. But the Bible is saying this, 
Though you need to understand something, you need to understand that as the weaker vessel and being heirs together of the grace of God. So catch this. What, what Peter is saying in this passage is that with my wife, I'm to recognize, number one, that God created her that way, and then I'm to recognize her position not only as a creation, I'm to recognize her position as a Christian. Everybody catch the two? Weaker vessel, that's creation. Join heirs together, that's her place in Christ, isn't it? And here's what he says. You, you honor both of them. You need to recognize both of those. Listen, you be careful what you say. That's a daughter of the king. You be careful how you, how you treat her. Her father is a holy God. Well, that would make set up straight points. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I, I'm sorry I treated your daughter that way. I didn't know she was connected to you. Yeah, that's honor. That's honor. I need to remember that, put that in my life. I want you to notice this. It's interesting here, this text. If I can just show you something. This is talking about the husband honoring his wife, and it gives us an illustration of a woman who won her husband. And I, I, want, you, I want you to catch this, I want you to catch this thought. This last thought, and it's this: that honoring people makes them honorable. Honoring people makes them, say that word, honorable. honorable. Shut up. Sit down. Stupid kid. Wow, you know how to bring the best out of them. I tell you. Sometimes that's how we treat people. We treat them with no honor. And you wonder why. They're not honorable people. I want you to notice something in this passage. Did you notice something with me? Notice, are you there in 1 Peter chapter 3? Notice what it says in verse 20. Likewise, you wives, be in subjection to your own what? Husbands. Now, here in this passage, it's talking about a husband that is not right with God or may not even be saved. Notice what it says, that if any obey not the word, they also may be without the word, be won by the conversation, or let's use, let's, let's understand what that's talking about. It's not just talking about their words, but it's talking about the, the conversation of their life, their lifestyle. You're, you speak with more than just your words, you speak with your entire body. As we talk about the side, <laughs> everything about you communicates. And he's saying this that the conversation of your life, would be so right with God and so holy that you could win a man that's backslidden or unsaved. While they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, whose adorning, let it not be the outward adorning of plating the air and of wearing of gold or putting on apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which was not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. You know what that meek and quiet spirit is? It's not somebody that's weak. It's somebody that's meek. Somebody that has submitted themselves to God, who is trusting God. And notice the illustration that it's about to give us. 
For after this, uh, drop down to verse verse five. For after this manner in the old time, the holy women also trusted in who? God. I'm just going to trust in God. I'm just going to believe God. No matter what happens, no matter how I'm treated, I'm going to do right. God, I'm going to honor my husband. No matter what he does to me, I'm going to honor. I'm going to honor my husband. Notice what it says. After this manner, in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves, being in subjection unto their own husbands. Colon, illustration, even as Sarah obeyed who? Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are, as long as ye do well, and are afraid, and are not afraid with any amazement. Now, wait, 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 wait. We're talking about a wife being faithful and trusting in God, even with a husband that is not obedient to God. Is that right? And then it brings out Abraham and Sarah as the example, and it says that Abraham asked Sarah to call him Lord. Not husband, but Lord. And it's talking about these women trusting in God, even when their husbands treated them in a bad way. What illustration are we talking about here? When did Abraham treat Sarah and put her in a horrible situation? Oh, yeah. Wasn't there a time when Abraham was uh, called to go to live in a place called the Promised Land? And there was a little bit of famine there, and instead of trusting God, everybody didn't know where he went to. Yeah, I tried to be Kill me and take it. So, you know, to save my own skin, why don't 